0: Welcome back, everyone, to the Really Real Real Estate Podcast. Episode 98 Realtors' Responsibilities versus Investors' Responsibilities. When it comes to purchasing an investment property, there are a great number of details that need to be factored in before determining an offer price on the potential property, making the offer, and ultimately purchasing and closing on the new investment property. For many new investors out there, they may not be aware of which details Uh, Are the realtor's responsibility to research and discover versus which details are the responsibility for the investor to investigate and discover? Today, we talk about which responsibilities are delegated to which party so the investor has the highest potential of making the most profit on their new investment purchase. All right, everybody. My name is Lou Lombardi. Now, the man that you've all been waiting for, the real estate guru himself. Mr. Jason Wilcox.
1: I really need to get you to just introduce me as I walk into different rooms. I think that'd be awesome. Like as I walk into my office, as I walk into my church, I just need you to, to just announce me. That's, that's what I need to do though. We need to talk about what that would cost for me to have, for me to have absolutely. you just introduce me every
0: time. I, I, absolutely. I'm, I'm for hire. I'm a whore. I'll do whatever. I don't care. It involves money. Like, yeah, sure. I like money. You're a pro. (laughs) Perfect. I like it. I like it. So, okay.
1: So the basic overarching theme of today is if you are an investor, especially if you are a new investor, listen up, pay attention. All right. I'm listening up. I'm paying attention. When it comes to evaluating whether an investment property is going to be a good purchase or not, there are some things that your realtor can do to help you crunch the numbers, see if it's a good investment. However, there are some things you need to be doing as the investor because there are some numbers, there are some facets of the investment property that your realtor is not going to be able to answer for you. Um, This was actually a a topic of conversation that I heard a while ago, very uh, prominent um, uh, flipper out in the uh, Midwest was discussing this in his presentation that it's like, look, there are certain things that I expect to get from my realtor when I'm purchasing a property, but there are other things I... I don't expect a realtor to tell me that's on me to figure out and for me to determine whether I think it's going to make a good investment property or not. And so that's what I want to do today. I want to have that conversation for all investors, but especially new investors. Look, this is what I'll do and what I'll bring to the table, but this is what you need to do and bring to the table. If you're thinking about getting into investing uh, in real estate um, as, as a, If not a full-time profession, then at least as a, if you're looking at a part-time business, you need to be evaluating, you need to be not sitting on the sideline, but uh, getting the helmet on and getting into the game, so to speak.
0: Okay. So what is the realtor's responsibility?
1: So the realtor has several responsibilities. Before I get into that, let me just uh, uh, disclose one thing. As I was writing this out, I didn't mean it to be, but I kind of started realizing I was tailoring this episode to um, properties that investors might buy for flipping. That's what it's going to sound like at first. And I'm going to go down that road. But once we get through the two main bulleted points, we're going to talk about how this would also be similar if you were looking to buy something okay. for rent um whether it's an, uh, a residential space or a commercial space so, so the
0: so j- the so the rules apply pretty much right for the way you right. since you're buying properties if you're gonna keep for a long time that you're gonna rent for a while and sell later It's just kind of the same thing exactly okay. exactly it's you. like
1: whether going number one or number two you still got to wash your hands kind of type thing wow <laughs> i'm just full of it tonight oh. i'm just full of some of these things that i'm pulling out of my out of my tuckus. but uh and i say tonight because again full disclosure we may record several podcast episodes in uh in a row i don't want to ruin the magic the you know magic. the the, fa- the facade the that
0: magic. is real That's estate okay. pay, no, pay no attention to the man behind the curtain so Yes. Let me ref- let me repeat the question. What yeah. is the realtor's responsibility when helping the investor find this uh, new investment property, whether it's going to be something they are going to flip or something they are going to, you know, rent out or keep for a while or whatever? The first of five bulleted points that I have are this.
1: Number one is they're going to help you find properties and they're going to show those properties to you. So one thing your realtor is going to do is sit down and look at what's out on the active market. Maybe look what's going on off market um, and help to find properties that they may feel from their perspective look good. Um, I can tell you right now, if a if a property is listed for two hundred and fifty thousand, and the most you're going to be able to get for rent is a thousand dollars. Just don't even waste your time. <laughs> not, well, no, the numbers don't work. Yeah, right away the numbers don't work. So that's the first thing they're going to do okay. is they're going to help find properties, and uh, and if you like them enough to a point where it would be worth it to go see it, they'll help you show the property. Number two is that as they're touring the property, they're going to offer their observations and they're going to offer their insights from a Realtor's perspective, what they feel like would maximize the resale of the property. So for example, I might walk through and go, hey man, You've got hookups here in the basement. Are you finishing the basement? Great. Finish the basement. You got the hookups. Let's definitely think about putting a bathroom down here because you know, why finish the space if you're not going to throw in a couple extra bucks to finish off the bathroom. So you have a workable bathroom. So if someone who buys this from you wants to use it as an entertainment space, you know, you know, Put a bathroom in; it's going to add value to the home. Or, hey, I don't know what the hell's going on with this layout, but if you blow out this wall, do this, and that, you might be able to change the layout. You might be able to, you know open up the, the additional bedroom. Yeah, it'll go from four to three, but offering the additional space. I'm gonna offer my thoughts and opinions on, hey, what are some good things that I think buyers might be interested in? And if you're willing to do the work, I could see it posing you know good return where if like, hey, I'm gonna knock out this wall because instead of having two bedrooms that are nine by eights. I'm going to make one big bedroom that's a little bit bigger and maybe have, you know, three really big bedrooms instead of four tiny bedrooms, that kind of thing. So we are going to offer our thoughts and opinions as we go through the house. And and that makes sense
0: because you see so many houses. Right, right, that absolutely I, and, and, makes total sense, yeah,
1: right, and I work with enough buyers that I know what sells, yes, you know I, yeah, right, I, I, you knows
0: what, you know what people are, because I knows what Mr. Homebuyer likes right, exactly,
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
0: And, and i also know from a marketing perspective
1: what's going to make my life easier because if i got <laughs> if i got something quirky to mark, i market i can only market so much quirky before people just go yeah this is quirky you're not pulling the wool over my eyes like, on this like one.
0: the captive bedrooms and stuff we've talked about in the past crazy stuff like that um no. so so and you also this is really interesting too because because of uh your your experience you can help them give a give a ballpark idea of like kind of what they might be if if they are going to flip what yeah. they what they might be able to flip it for or what yeah the value might be, y- right? yeah
1: so the phrase the phrase in the business is called the a uh, the arv the after repair value which is like hey you know yeah you can buy this for fifty thousand, and i think that you know you might be able to get between 150 and 175 for it so you know when you're when you're looking at you know, your numbers and what you're crunching, you know, does that 150 to 175 work for you if we were to list it in that price range? So yeah, we could definitely help you with the after repair value. Um, in addition to the after repair value, one of the things that we can do, remember you're buying a house. If you buy a house, you got closing costs. And if you sell a house, you got closing costs. So we can help you in addition to... T- to determining the after repair value. We can give you a ballpark figure on what your numbers are gonna be in order to buy the house and in order to uh, sell the house. Because as a side note, I'm not going to get off into my tangent on the uh, 101 um, reasons why I hate HDTV. But one of the main reasons I hate HDTV is because, you know, they talk about, oh, we bought this property for $100,000. And we did all this work. And we turned around and sold it, you know, we, we put $50,000 worth of work into it. And then we sold it for $400,000. So we made I don't even know what those numbers are. I was just making them up (laughs) $150,000 in in profit or whatever. It's like timeout, dude, that's a lie because you have closing costs on the front end. When you buy it, you have closing costs on the back end. When you sell it, you've got holding costs in the middle. So I can help you factor some of those closing costs on the buyer's end and the seller's end. Because again, you got to factor that into that's going to eat away at your profit.
0: Yeah, Um, this is coming up later. And this is is a question I have about investing. So I I see you have it in your notes later. So I won't- I won't jump the gun on it, but, but it's you brought it up, so I'm really interested to, to like talk about this a little bit later. But go, but go ahead, continue. Yeah, yeah. Don't you can we can't go to third without going to first and second. First. I understand. I understand. Um, and then the last one,
1: obviously, just like any other, of my clients, I'm going to help you write up the offer, negotiate it, you know, present it on your behalf, and then if it gets under contract, I'm going to help you work through the nuances of actually getting the property to closing.
0: Okay. Okay, good stuff, good stuff all all you know if you think about it it's like common sense stuff um also we do publish show notes, and I think this is one of those things that kind of this actually kind of amounts to a nice checklist mm-hmm. uh, if you're if you're getting into investing anyways uh yep. so what is the investor's responsibility when finding a new investment property? I didn't plan it this way, but I have five bulleted points for the investors, so there you go it works out it's an even trade. five trait. by five
1: the, excuse me the number one repair. <laughs> the number one thing that you need to do is you need to determine what repairs you want to make you need to figure out hey i know the kitchen needs to be redone i know the bathroom needs to be done are you going to do it and i know that sounds oversimplified but the question becomes if the bathrooms and the kitchen all need done and carpet And the, you know, needs replaced and the bedrooms and everything needs to be repainted. You know, what, what about if there are other issues, if you're so consumed doing all those big things, are you going to handle the major disaster that is the water in the basement? Are you going to handle the shed that's fallen over? Because the problem is when you go to flip a home, you cannot just pick and choose what you want to do. you got to do it all. You can't put the proverbial lipstick on a pig. You can't renovate the house and then just ignore the fact that there is a knob and tube for the electrical. Um, if there's knob and tube, that's no bueno. You're going to run into major issues when you resell that. So you have to ask yourselves, what repairs do I want to make? Do I want to make all these repairs? Do I want to completely rerun electrical? Do I want to completely rerun the plumbing? I'm going to tell you right now, You are in Pittsburgh. You are dealing with houses that have been built as far back as 1880 and 1890. Sometimes the issues are not what you see. They're what you can't see. (laughs) It's very dated electrical, very dated plumbing, cast iron stacks. Um, Sometimes they can't even get into the stack because it's been filled with concrete or whatever. Like it's just, it's absurd what I've seen, but you can't leave that stuff undone. You can't flip a house and put a nice brand new kitchen in and then have a sewer that clogs up because you didn't replace the plumbing. You know, you can't have a shed that's fallen over in the back. You've got to do it all. And so you have to ask yourself, do I want to make these repairs?
0: Okay. Good question to ask so, yourself. Yeah. The
1: next one is, can I handle it? Um, and I bring this up because I just dealt with this recently. I have I have You can't a, handle this property. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and your best who, okay, I can never remember. It wasn't Tom Cruise. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so ashamed that I didn't know that answer. Um, can you handle the work? And the reason I say that, I'm I have a property listed in Cansburg right now. It needs a lot of work, but structurally the property is in pretty sound shape. Um, Most of what needs to be done is cosmetic stuff on the inside and like my house. (laughs) Oh, no, trust me. Your house is the the Taj Mahal compared to this house. (laughs) You have a, you have a beautiful house. Um, It's one of those things where, you know, uh, can you handle it? You know, because despite what certain, television programs and shows i'm not i'm trying to not turn this into an hgtv bashing session but i feel like it might get there you know some houses in pennsylvania are going to need more than just a new kitchen and some new carpeting um we have basements um, we have basements that leak we have basements with not uh knob and tube wiring you know can you handle this we have houses where the utilities haven't been on in two years you might turn on those <laughs> pipes and they might be frozen they might be broken this isn't california our overnight low is not 55 you know that's the that's the record low you know in the evenings um you know we have nights that it gets down into the negative temperatures you know so you probably have potential freezing pipes you know are you willing to handle these big things or if not do you have contractors and subcontractors that can do the work for you if you're the if you're the uh, money vehicle and you're just fronting this as a financial investor then that's a whole different ball game you get the investors in or the contractors in there that can do the work you're going to be fine but make sure that you're getting you know the, the 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 people in that can do it or you can do the work yourself um how this is a big one how long will it take me to repair and what will my holding costs be with this, this is property? is a good question
0: too. Yeah, because this this does get, get to that profitability part that we're going to talk about later. And this is something I always wondered about. You know, well, you know, how does that? How do you? Because because there has because you have you're going to have money tied up, right? Because you got to yes. buy the thing, and then you got to yes. then if you're then and even if you are doing all the work yourself, you have to buy all the materials and stuff like that. Yep. So I mean, you have a lot of money tied up.
1: Yes. And, and that's the that's the issue. So first off, if you're thinking about getting into investing and you go, Jason, what's holding costs? Time out. Don't even think about buying your first property. So the first, <laughs> the first thing you have to understand as an investor is that when you own the property, there are holding costs. Holding costs are the cost that it takes to run the house. What do I mean? You have taxes that you have to pay on the property, county, municipal, and school taxes. You have to have homeowner's insurance on the property. You have to pay for utilities. Um, you have to pay you know, the trash bill. Those are holding costs, meaning if you hold on to this, you're going to pay those costs. That ties into the first question, which is how long would it take me to repair this property? If you have a house that has $6,000 a year in taxes and it takes six months to close, you have just tied up. Over three grand in just taxes, let alone all the bills and everything else. So you might be into it for five to six thousand dollars just in holding costs. Oh, you got delayed three months? Well, guess what? That extends your that that extends your holding costs because you've got taxes and insurance and all this that you have to pay. So you have to factor in your holding costs and you need to know what those are really on a per month basis, because you need to know: hey, if I've if I'm tied into you know, fifteen hundred dollars a month between utilities, taxes, insurance, and holding costs. A three-month setback could eat in forty-five hundred dollars in profits. I mean, that's that's not chunk change. So you need to understand what your holding costs are. And and the reason I say that is because, yeah, hi, as the realtor, I can tell you what your taxes are. I can tell you when you get your insurance quote. I can divide those numbers, but. How often are you going to be at the property? How much are you running the water? How much are you running the electrical? You're going to have to do that research. Hopefully, as you get more experienced, you'll have those numbers like, hey, my average monthly water bill when I start repairing you know, a house is 40 to 60 bucks. You can start crunching those numbers, but you got to factor in your, your holding costs and you got to know what it's going to cost you on a month to month basis to run that house because a three to six month setback could really, really hurt you and really dig into your profits. That leads me into my next bullet point, and this is the one I find that I'm, I'm, I'm scared how many investors don't know this. How much will these repairs cost? That is not a question for your realtor. Are you doing some of the work? Are you doing all the work? Are you subcontracting it out? how many repairs have you done? Because if you've done 15 house flips this year, maybe you're on the uh, super duper ultra deluxe golden contractor list or whatever the <laughs> hell it is that Home Depot offers. There there is there there's a there's a there's even so even you get like a super
0: deep discount deep discount for stuff
1: yeah and it's not even just for contractors uh though contractors can get certain things that cost just for being contractors but um I think it's Home Depot and I would assume Lowe's probably does the same thing because when are Lowe's and Home Depot are not competing for each other. But if you start buying enough materials there, there is a preferred list that you go on that you can get discounts for what's going on. So you you need to know that that's why it can take one guy $3,000 to repair a full bathroom because he can do it himself and he gets things at cost from Home Depot. Um, but it might cost, you know, the guy that has to hire a contractor and to do it $10,000. That's a huge difference. Oh, yeah, I can't I can't tell you what your repair costs are going to be. That's on you, Mr. and Mrs. Investor. And they're stunned when they hear that. But I can't answer those questions because I don't know. And even if I don't know, I don't know what your contractor is going to charge you. So you need to know your own repair costs. I cannot tell you how much that's going to be. And that actually also loops back up into one of the previous questions, which is what are you doing? Because if you're, if you're, if you're knocking down that detached garage rather than rebuilding it, that's going to be a different cost. So there's all different kinds of costs that are involved and that's on the investor. The realtor cannot tell that for you. Um, and then finally, the last one, and I thought this was that when I, when I heard this for the first time, it was kind of a cold splash of water in my face, but it made total sense. How much do you want to make on terms of profit Yeah, on a property? That's not for me to tell, you know, if I'm doing all of the work myself, all of it, I may not want to do all this work for $5,000. I may want a $30,000 profit. If I'm just the numbers guy, if I'm just the investor, and I've got everyone else doing the work for me, I might be okay with five or ten thousand dollars because, yeah, the returns lower, but I didn't do anything. It was a more of a passive income stream because I was just getting a return on my dollar. Right, right, right. Than, than I was- that,
0: that's that's that was my something that I wanted to ask, and I, I think we should probably get uh, some investors on yeah. the podcast and do 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 talk about this because. Um, you know, I you know you talk about HGTV, and you know they are picking the most glamorous you know stuff to make people like get people really excited. Oh, you can make a hundred thousand dollars on this, you know, blah 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 blah. blah. Yes. But I I would suspect that like that is atypical, especially in. Uh, you yes. know, just sort of like middle-class kind of areas, like, like kind of like we live in. Um, yeah. So yeah, would be something I'd really be interested in knowing kind of what is your ROI at the end of the day. So you've, so you yep. so after your holding costs and all yep. your toss for your repairs and, you know, everything you had to do and the closing costs and blah, 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 and the initial investment, you know, add all that up minus what, you're selling the thing for, I mean, did you make $300 <laughs> or something <laughs> you know, I'm stupid for all the work or, right. or did you do okay? You know, it's, it's hard to say. And, and let me reverse that too. I I, I don't want to belittle the fact
1: that look, sometimes there are properties out there that there are what I like to call grandma's house and that they're in really lovely structural shape and they just do need some modest updating. I mean, occasionally you do come across a property that really just needs New carpet, fresh paint, you know, maybe a bathroom a couple of bathroom upgrades, a couple you know a kitchen upgrade, and for the most part, it's all cosmetic um I don't want to belittle the fact that there are sometimes those flips out there, and that goes back to my question, how much do you want to make if I can go in there and it's basic cosmetic, I only need a couple people help to me, and I can have this done in a month, then you know what yeah i I might be okay with ten grand, but if it's gonna be a nine month rehab with you know, multiple contractors and subcontractors and there's just this, that and everything else. And it's basically gutting it down to the studs because it needs just new everything. Then yeah, you might not be okay with 10,000. You might want a 30 or $40,000 profit. It just depends. You have to determine- what your time is worth and what that dollar is worth for you. So that, that's where you have to ask Because not only would it change for, from investor to investor, it might also change from property
0: to property. Okay. And um, so do you want to now to maybe take a minute and sort of like frame this a little bit just for a minute? Cause we got, we're running long on time. Uh, what these sort of, how this sort of applies to maybe those who aren't flipping and doing other stuff.
1: Right, and so if you're looking to buy for rental purposes, a lot of the same basic concepts still have to apply. Um, one is I can offer you my opinions on what I think makes a good rental versus what i what I think makes not a good rental, especially on the residential side um, commercial gets a little bit different, but on the residential side, but same thing, you know, if you're looking at a big multi-unit, you know, an eight, an eight unit property, what needs to be done? You know, if I do X, Y, and Z, can I, can I bump the $800 a month rent up to, thousand dollars. How long is it going to take? Because I am going to have new tenants. I'm going to have current tenants in the property. I may not be able to up it until I get new tenants involved. There's all that kind of stuff that I can kind of help work you through, like what I think would be good to make it a rental. But again, same thing. What are you willing to do? What money are you willing to put in? Are you willing to buy something for two hundred thousand, but then sink another thirty thousand into it to update it before you can get? you know, your first tenant in there and start collecting, collecting rent check. That actually goes back to a conversation we had before, which is you also have to look at your finances and say, can I support shelling out this much money knowing that I'm only going to get a little bit back at a time? Because instead of flipping it and getting a large, I don't know, $30,000 check at once, I may be collecting $1,200 a month rent checks for a while. Um, so a lot of that, that, that same general layout applies I'll tell you my thoughts. I'll let you know what I think, if it makes a good rental or not. Do I think it has good amenities? What do I think you need to do to get it up to make it a high quality rental? What do I think you can get for it on a monthly basis? But then you have to ask yourself, am I willing to do this work? How much does it cost to me? Do I have the available capital to make that happen? Can I take on the risk at this time? Um, and then same thing. I mean, really the same thing is true with commercial space. Same thing. You know, can, can I get decent tenants in here? What am I going to get on a monthly basis? You know, especially if you're looking at a multi-unit. If you're looking at a 20-unit property, you know, what, what's your what's your rent coming in again I can help you get some of those numbers what's the what's what are your costs associated with the property what are the monthly rents do I think you can do some things do i think you could bump it up but are you willing to take the risk and are you willing to take the the, uh, the return on investment um, once you start crunching all these numbers you have to tell me whether that's a good enough return for you are you willing to take on the risk are you willing to do what needs to be done to maybe improve it and increase it uh increase the the, the marketability for the property or even worse is it a rental that's a total dump you know i've 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 sadly walked through some moldy units that are not the best of shape and need a lot of work to even really get it to be somewhat marketable um you know are you willing to put the money in to 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 upkeep it
0: right right it's all all questions you have to ask so um uh final final thoughts my final thoughts are this: um, buyers are
1: becoming smarter and more aware when it comes to purchasing flips. Um, you cannot put the proverbial uh, lipstick on the pig and and the same goes true for any investment properties, you know residential rentals, multi-units, commercial spaces. You cannot put the lipstick on the pig. If you're gonna buy it, you need to fix it. The right way, whether you're flipping it or buying it for holding purposes to rent out, you need to fix it. You cannot be a slumlord. You need to make sure that you are putting out a high quality rental. I'm not saying, I'm not saying that it has to have granite countertops and stainless steel appliances. I'm not saying that. I'm saying it has to be neat. It has to be clean. It has to be functional. It has to have safe. It has to have the basic amenities. You will be stunned the number of. Renters out there, the number of buyers out there who are willing to pay good money for either an investment property or a rental that has just been meticulously maintained. Again, not talking high end, I'm just talking clean, safe, neat, well done. Everything's in working order. Everything looks like it's been relatively well taken care of. You will be surprised how well rewarded you are. And on the flip side, you will be surprised at how not well rewarded you are <laughs> if you're trying to proverbially put the lipstick on the pig. Don't try. Don't try to put up a nice bathroom and a nice kitchen and ignore the knob and tube wiring and the the uh, the, the cast iron stack in the basement uh, that makes it very difficult to flush the toilet if you put more than two pieces of toilet paper down. And I've seen it, um, and I've had buyers and 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 renters walk away from it because of it. So make sure that you are you know, doing what you need to do as an investor to put a sound quality product out there on the market, whether to buy or whether to rent.
0: Okay. So, wow. 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 Just, just tons and tons of stuff there. So you might want to go back and listen to this one a few times. Good stuff uh, if you are considering. And even if you're in for the long game, you know, thinking about, you know, the last couple of podcasts or so, we've been sort of like touching on this idea of resell. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, these are, uh, you could, you know, just, you know, put these all sort of together and, um, think about, you know, what you're getting into, what's it going to cost how long it's going to take, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You know, if you're going to be in it for the long, you know, too, like right, right. Jason, somebody's in it for the long game and they're going to rent that thing for, you know, they're planning on renting that thing for 20 years or whatever, 10 years or whatever, then they're going to get, they're going to definitely, you know, if they keep it up, they're definitely going to like make their money back and, and they're going to make a profit, you know what I mean? So that's the long and they get like, it's like my dad did, like he, you know, he stayed in these places, you know, I mean, he had these places where he rented, so he collected rent for many years years and then when he sold it you know the market was such that he made a profit so like yep. it was a win-win so that is yep. so so the long game is not something to be ignored uh, in this whole discussion anyways guys uh either way Jason wants to help you if you're looking to get an investment property or just, or you're looking to sell your house or whatever you're looking to do. Jason's here for you. He's waiting by the phone right now. Look, he, I see him right now. He's on his phone. He's looking to see if you're texting or calling. Uh, you don't. The reason you're not texting or calling is because I haven't given you the number. Here's the number. Uh, 412-651-4638. Uh, reach out to Jason right away. He wants to be your real estate advisor. As you can tell, after 98 episodes, he sort of knows what he's talking about. I think, I think it's a good, I think it's a good bet. Uh, So get a hold of Jason right away uh, because you know, it's coming, selling, buying, whatever, you know, know it's coming down the pike and you want to get on it. Um, Guys, thank you so much for listening. My name is Lou Lombardi and we'll catch you all on the next really real 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 estate podcast. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac burger, McNuggets or Mc sandwich, but you're the Filet-O-Fish sandwich all day.